Scarantino, and this is the Get the Fuck Off podcast. Every week, I'm going to be talking about a new topic to help you guys get the fuck off the shit that doesn't serve you anymore. But first, let me tell you a little bit about me. I used to work as a bartender, and I lived in the New York City bar scene. I smoked between a pack or two a day, and I was what you'd call quite overweight. I learned that the secret to adopting a healthy lifestyle is a series of mindset shifts. Unfortunately, they don't always come with an owner's manual, so I decided to start this podcast to give you guys the nuts and bolts without you having to do all the research on your own. Getting healthy does not mean you have to sacrifice your outstanding personality, and it actually can be quite a fun journey. I'm really excited to have you guys on that journey with me. Let's get off together. Okay, everybody, welcome back to the Get the Fuck Off podcast. I'm here with Amy Crumpton, who is the founder and CEO of Social Cactus Coaching, which I've read on your website is High Vibe Coaches for Positive Motivated High Energy Coaches. And I've been stalking you on social media a little bit. I see that you're doing great stuff. I know that you have built a multi six-figure empire. You are just so full of life and energy, and I was excited to interview you, and I just want you to share a little bit about your story, and then we'll just, we'll see where this interview takes us. Yeah, let's go with the flow. So first of all, thank you so much for having me here. I'm so excited. And you gave me a very, very amazing introduction. So yes, I'm Amy. I am the founder and CEO of Social Cactus Coaching. And we basically help online business owners to launch and scale their business through live launching, evergreen launching, through sales strategies, all of that jazz. And I'm living in Dubai at the moment which is super cool. We moved here a couple of uh, weeks ago, about six weeks ago, and it is amazing. If you've never been to Dubai, I highly recommend it. You're brand new. Brand new to Dubai. Yeah, brand new to Dubai. Before that, um, I'm originally from Leeds in the UK. You might notice um, the accent. But yeah, just moved to Dubai. It's amazing. Loving it. So tell me, so how did you get your start? I I can't imagine that you were always a CEO of a thriving business. Everybody has an origin story. I would love to hear yours. Yeah. So my story is really fun. I love telling this story because every time I tell it, I'm just reminded of what is actually possible for people. So if we go back to 2015, I was working in PR and marketing um, for a small agency in Leeds in the UK. And me and my partner had decided to go backpacking around Central and South America. So handed in my notice at work, off we went with the backpack, traveling the world. The plan was never to come home. The plan was to get a one-way ticket and go and explore. So I actually started a travel blog (laughs) because I thought that that was the way that I was going to make some good money online because that's all I saw. I never really saw people starting businesses. It just wasn't in my realm of possibility back then. I saw people travel blogging because that was my passion was travel. And so I started this little tiny blog and basically I got paid 50 pounds over the entire period of having this blog, <laughs> which I thought was amazing. I thought I've won, I've won the lottery. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then it was like the stars aligned. I was sat in a bar in Guatemala having a drink as I do and I got chatting to this amazing woman who was from the states 
she has her own online marketing business and she was telling me how she'd left corporate America she'd moved to Guatemala set up this amazing business but she needed help she was looking for somebody to help her with some marketing stuff and I was like uh I can do that like that's my background PR and marketing like what do you need so I started working for her getting paid $15 an hour. Again, I was like jackpot of like won the lottery again. Because when you're traveling, you don't need that much money to, to live and survive. It's just like pocket money, I like to call yeah. it. Because I already had savings. So this was just going to extend the time we could travel for. So then I started working for her, getting paid like $400 a month. Which when you're traveling, that's really good. But then, you know, as time went on, I realized that this is not really going to help me to stay on the road forever. Like something does need to change here if I want to continue traveling. So six months later, I was in Peru and I actually did a San Pedro plant healing medicine ceremony, which is a little bit like ayahuasca. You might have heard of ayahuasca. This is mm-hmm. a, a milder version of ayahuasca. So it's a psychedelic. It talked to me <laughs> and it said, Amy, like, why don't you start your own business? Because at the time I was just freelancing just a little bit of money on the side it never even entered my mind that I could have my own business too because I was thinking about you know we're gonna have to start thinking about going home soon the money's gonna be running out we've been on the road nearly a year like what next like what will we do so anyway started the business called Social Cactus and back then it was a marketing business helping people with their social media helping people with their marketing all of that jazz it was very different to what it looks like now But oh my God, did I have to overcome some blocks to get this business up and running and off the ground? Jesus. (laughs) This is what I wanted to ask you about. And and I, and I know that it's a trend and I know that it's a real, but I saw a reel on your Instagram that really spoke to me. That was, can we skip ahead to the good part? No. Oh yeah. (laughs) And that (laughs) touched me. I, I work, most of uh, the women that I work with, we deal with limiting beliefs and roadblocks in terms of health. So while I love, I love having people on the podcast that just deal with limiting beliefs in general and roadblock, because it's the same framework for everything. It just depends on, on where, where they're showing up for you. So in this case, I would love for you to tell me about those roadblocks, how you got through those. I know that that initial experience of that psychedelic experience, that just, that that clears your mind and allows it to talk to itself, but then you got to go in and do that that work. So tell, yes. I, like, tell me about that. <laughs> Amazing. And you've got to do stuff. Yeah. So basically I was having this experience and, you know, the thought just kept coming up. Like how, like, who am I to have a business? Like, I don't know how to run a business. Like, who's going to pay me money to do work for them? Like, it's just, it just seemed impossible, but I knew it was possible because I had the evidence that other people could do it. So there was a little question in my head, like, well, you know, what have I got to lose? Right. I might feel scared. I might feel nervous. I might not feel good enough to be able to make this work, but what is the worst case scenario? The worst case scenario is it doesn't work out. And then I go and get a job. Okay, cool. At least I've tried it. At least I've given it a go. So I decided to give it a go and literally threw myself in at the deep end, post it on social media, thinking, oh my God, my old bosses are going to see this. What are they going to think of me? Like, what are my friends and family going to think of me? Like all the judgment fears came up, all the feelings of, I'm going to look like an idiot. I'm going to fail. I'm going to fall flat on my face. It's not going to work. But then a little part of me just kept saying, but what if it does? Like, what if it does work? So I chose to listen that voice even though 
there was this screaming voice in my head like it's not going to work you're going to fail you have to go get a job but um what I did was I played small like this is how this is how I was able to to make it work I just played really small for a long time and just had like little wins I wasn't too loud I wasn't showing up everywhere I was just quiet I just like ticked over but then I realized in doing that I was making less than minimum wage and then I thought to myself what is the actual point in all this you know like overworking feeling overwhelmed because I'm literally charging next to nothing for my services like yes people want to work with me because I'm so cheap like who wants to be cheap like nobody wants to be the cheapest person so then I really started to dive into mindset work because I had no idea what what was this mindset work that people kept talking about I literally had no idea it was this new this new Uh. thing like what the hell is mindset work like that we don't know how to use our brains. I looked at when I was creeping your website, I saw that all of your coaches are, are using NLP and different techniques. I mean, that's yes. It's like, wow. But go ahead. I'm sorry to cut you off. I just, oh, yeah. I just love it. No, but that's the thing because like starting a business, I had no idea what mindset work was. It, it, it's now a buzzword. Like people are talking about it a lot more. But back in 2017, when I first started, I wasn't following people who talked about mindset. I didn't know about all these mindset books. Like, yes, I'd read The Secret back like over 10 years ago, which was my first introduction into a different way of thinking. And that book definitely changed my life. But other than that, I didn't really know what mindset work was. So as I got into this online space, obviously coaches start following you, you start following coaches. And I just started to learn a little bit more about what this mindset work was all about. And I got curious I got curious enough to sign up to a couple of these free challenges that people run and, you know, dive in a little bit and dabbled, dabbled here and dabbled there, but never really fully immersing myself into it. And when I did decide to fully immerse myself into it, that is when the magic really, really started to happen. Tell me that main point. What was the, what was the first unlocked box in the... There was so many. I think for me, money mindset was a huge part of what I had to work on because it all stems down to not feeling good enough. That was my deepest core rooted belief. And once I started to work on the money mindset stuff and started to see that that was working, you know, that that was bringing in more money, more clients, more leads. I was like, oh, this stuff actually really, really works, you know? So after that, I decided to do my NLP certification because I was just obsessed with learning more about how this stuff works. Like if you can go back and remove the emotion attached to a, an old negative limiting belief that can transform your future. I'm like, what is this witchcraft? Like I want more of it. <laughs> oh yes, absolutely. I think a lot of the times, like a lot of the people that I work with don't realize that it's not happening, that everything is happening in the eternal now, but that's a big concept for a lot of people. So mm. let's just say the past. Okay, in the past, something happened to you in the past. Well, the person of the yeah. past is the pa- the person that's still that's still fucked up. Like not not fucked up. That's that's the wrong word. There's nothing wrong with any of us. But that is where the blockage is. Yeah, that's that- the thing that's keeping us making these same decisions and on this loop and never breaking free from those feelings that we've had attached to that past event. And it's so crazy, isn't it? When you look back and you think oh, that insignificant event is what was the thing that caused me to have all of these blocks into the future. And you're like, what really? Like, it seems so insignificant, but we make it seem like such a massive deal over time that we've kind of believed our own bullshit. And then 
even once you realize that you're like, wow, mind blown. <laughs> I know. Absolutely. Then you have like tears flowing and it's just a yeah. massive awakening when you are most of your clients, women, or do you have men? Well, this is a good question. So I've always normally worked with women. And then last year in April, my fiance, who was a master coach, he joined the business. So he had his own coaching business and I had my coaching business and a light bulb moment went off in April last year. I was maxed out. I couldn't take on any more clients or that capacity, but there was so much demand within social cactus. And Chris is the most incredible coach. He doesn't really like doing the marketing side of things and, you know, attracting the leads coming in, but he just loved coaching. So I'm like, hmm, I've got a coaching business, which is inundated with leads. Like, why don't you come and work within the business? So we've now been able to scale the business and have multiple coaches working for us, not just me. So since Chris joined the business, we've helped quite a number of male clients that Chris has worked with one-on-one. So it's been really interesting to see that now we're able to help so many more people, not just women. And what's really epic is there's so many guys out there that need help, but there's not that many people available to help the guys. So now I feel like our mission and our vision has just expanded exponentially because now we're in a position where we can work with men and we, I do want to work with men. Oh, it's wonderful. I, I think yeah. that that is very valuable as well that what you were saying about him coming to join the business, because there is a real need for it. I have a few friends that are men and that are coaches and a challenge that they have that a few of them have brought up to me is that men often, and I think women can be like this too, but men often want a structured checklist of things to do. Is that something that you find with your clients, not just gender specific, but just across the board that people come in looking for a specific? Yes. Yeah. Just tell me step-by-step exactly what I need to do. Like, just give me this framework. Just give me this blueprint. Just give me this roadmap. Like, just tell me exactly what I need to do to get the result. And I'm like, well, it's different for everybody. There's no one size fits all. There's no cookie cutter approach to changing somebody's life because everyone's on their own journey. Everyone's had their own experiences and everyone's working towards a completely different result. Like, yes, it might sound like a similar result, but everyone's got a different meaning for wanting to get there, which is going to look different for somebody else. So I love it when people come like, just give me the steps. I'm like, (laughs) okay, cool. Yeah. (laughs) Just give me the steps. That is the bane of my my, I think, existence at the moment, because (laughs) people do want that. And I I blame Western society for it. I'm kind of Mm. leading the charge on something I like to call the Western rebellion, which is is just this, this dismantling of the ethos and the, the, of Western society, which says there is a checklist, there is a method, there is an exact framework, and there is a test, and there is an endpoint. And people kind of go into this. And a lot of times, by the time people get to me, I am like last resort. I am this whopping failure. And they get to me and I'm like, there's, there's, there's literally nothing. You've, you've, you failed at nothing. Can you speak to that? Can you speak to this outdated programming that, that there is somewhere to go, there's somewhere to get to, there's an exact model, I mean, or give an example of, of how you would break somebody out of that mindset. Yeah, I think, you know, we have been conditioned that things happen overnight and people think if they have this tick box, this checklist that they can just go tick, 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 tick. Okay, I've done it now. Then they're going to get the result. But what they're forgetting is things don't work like that. You know, things take time. You know, it takes testing tweaking like there's so many different ways that you can do something and two people could have the exact same checklist 
and get completely different results because it's not about the ticking of the action. It's about what comes between the tickings of the boxes. So, you know, we always talk about the fact that with our coaching programs and our masterminds, we don't just give people a one-step program to follow because it's not going to work for everybody. It talk, you know, we need to talk about what people are doing in between the sessions, what action are people taking? You know, what are people saying to themselves? Like the same thing with a morning routine, for example. We say a morning routine is fantastic, but that's like half an hour of your day. What are you doing for the other 23 and a half hours of your day? Like that's where we need to be looking at. So when people come asking for a step-by-step, we just say that we don't work that way because that is not how you get results. It takes time, it takes commitment, it takes dedication, it takes hard work. And I think that people, they don't want to put in the hard work to get the result. They just want to take the magic pill and then they've got the result. And we all know that life doesn't work that way. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not, not at all. Not even a little bit. And everybody has a, a different, like you said earlier in the interview, everybody has a different dream for their own life. And we're not really taught to find that because we're so stressed in the West. I mean, I, I know that you're over in Dubai right now. So, but in the West, you know, I mean, you're, you're, from, <laughs> you're from, yeah, exactly. You're from Leeds. I mean, you know, I mean, people are, are taught that there is, there is a specific there that individualism is so, is so stressed. And when, and that's great because I believe in being an individual and I think that being an individual is so, so, so important then you get lost because there's a lot of data that's coming in. And when all of that data is coming in, I think people have trouble honing into the pieces that they, that their intuition is telling them to follow. And it works for everything in terms of health, in terms of intuitive eating. I I had a conversation with a friend of mine two nights ago and I said, I think we're the most intuitive eaters in the planet because every, because we don't keep food in our apartments because we live in New York city. So keeping food in our apartments is not a thing. We don't, there, there's no food here. Um, when, when we want to eat, we go and we say, what do I want to eat? And then we go and we eat that thing. So I try to teach women about, about this and people are like, well, I, I don't know what that means. And I read something that a coach that I follow recently uh, she posted something on social media and she said, well, it's because women are defaulted to what somebody else wants rather than what they want. And I never thought about that in terms of what you want for dinner. Like mm-hmm. you can't choose what you want for dinner. But I mean, I, I guess that 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 could be a thing that many people are want to default to somebody else. So in terms of like, I know that you, you work in business, like in terms of business, do you see the same thing happening where people think I need to follow somebody else's model? Oh my God, all of the time. And I think what you were saying as well about society and you know how we've been raised and how we've been brought up, it's so true, isn't it? It's like the more stressed you are, the more intense your job is, the more success you're going to have, the more money you're going to have. It's like a race of who can be the most stressed and who can be the most successful. But you know, from following the path that I've taken, which is just do whatever the hell I want at all times, <laughs> ah. it's worked for me because I'm <laughs> always doing what feels aligned rather than just following somebody else's way of thinking or way of doing something like yes it's very easy to get sucked in especially with social media every single person is saying you've got to do it this way you've got to do it that way and people are just left so confused and I think people have forgotten to go inwards and actually listen to what the hell it is that they want to do like how do they want to live their life because you know 10k months 100k year like whatever it might be is that really what you want and why do you want it 
I think that's the thing that people are forgetting to tune into. Like, is it about the money? Is it about the success? Or is it about something completely different? I think that's the thing that people have forgotten, especially in business as well, because, you know, it's everyone's competing with everybody else. Everybody wants that level of success. But again, with the work, people don't want to put in the work to get there. And then when they get there, they're not happy anyway, because they didn't want it in the first place. Very confusing Mm. world, isn't it? It's online it's ex- space. <laughs> oh, it's extremely confusing. And I think all areas. And I have this, I, I'm right now in the middle of some sort of spiritual quest and I'm re- reading the Bhagavad Gita and I'm doing all of that. And I something like really kind of hit me when you were speaking this glorification of stress, like the, mm. the, the need to glorify stress and the need to document and belabor and lament publicly and loudly the pursuit of success. Like, is that, I find that people wear that as a very big stamp and then the unfulfillment as a result is just mind boggling. I mean, can you speak to any of that with your clients in terms of this glorification? Oh my God. Go ahead. I'm so sorry. I just going to say, you don't look stressed at all. And it just (laughs) warms my heart to see it. Yeah, I think this hustle culture that people are talking about and like you said, glorifying right now, it's it's so damaging because, you know, you're made to believe that you can work in corporate and you work yourself into the ground and that's how you get successful. And so many people bring that culture across into their business. So they think they have to create an exact replica. They have to be available 24-7 to have a successful business. And although, yes, it does take hard work and commitment, it's about working smarter and not just working hard because that's what you've been programmed to do. Like working all of the hours, forgetting to eat, not exercising, not sleeping because all you're thinking about is work. Like all of these things that people in corporate world experience all the time, they just bring it straight over to business. And I think until you do the work on yourself and figure out, you know, what, why are you doing that in the first place? Like, why do you feel that you need to work yourself into the ground and not spend time with family? Like, who are you trying to prove all of this to? Because now you've got your own business, you get to decide how you want to create this business, like how you want to show up in the world. And what example do you want to give to other people as well? I think that's really, really important. Mm. How much of your coaching really has to, uh, or focuses on those basic level needs that people have like getting enough sleep and getting enough exercise and eating correctly like do you go into that with people that come to you for business coaching we don't go into it like in depth but if somebody comes to us and we can see that they're neglecting their own personal human needs then we definitely address that like we've had clients who have had insomnia they haven't been sleeping they've told us that they've been skipping lunches they've been working into the night they've not been doing the exercise we can see the impact that that has on everything else that they do. So we're like, hang on a minute, let's take a step back. Like there's no point pushing and working on all of these other strategies if you're not looking after yourself first. So we often go back to basics with with clients and asking them like, how much sleep are you getting? You know, like, are you exercising? So we ask people to, you know, to hold themselves accountable. Like, let us know how often you're gonna exercise this week. What are you doing for your lunches? What are you doing to have more fun this week? You know, there's so much more that goes into it. And we always say that, this work-life balance, this life and business balance, it is bullshit. It's all connected. You can't have one without the other. And we, that we're big on it, but we don't go deep into it within our coaching, but we will absolutely address it if we can see it's becoming a problem for somebody. I think that's cool. That's way cool. If you could explain 
to people what high vibe coaching is. Cause I know high vibes, a buzzword right now, <laughs> there is a science to it. How would you describe it to somebody coming to you for the first time? Yeah, it's really interesting because we've been using high vibe now for, for quite a long time. And for me, it's about somebody that's got this high energy. They're usually in a positive mindset. Like obviously things happen. Obviously life throws curveballs at us and we can't be positive and high vibe all of the time. That would be impossible. Mm. However, what we do is we attract people who take radical responsibility for their positivity and for themselves and for their results. They're not people who are sat in blame mode, in victim mode, in, oh my God, nothing's working. Like, yes, you're going to have times where these things happen, but it's about how quickly you can reframe that and get get over it, basically. Um, so we, we really love working with people who do take that personal responsibility for their future. And it's going to take work. You can't be positive and high vibe all of the time. And we appreciate that and we accept that. But we want to work with people who are willing to be in that positive mindset, who are willing to be in that high vibe energy and are willing to put in the work to get the result. And talk to me about responsibility. Responsibility is such a cool concept. I always tell people that everything is your responsibility. It's not your fault, but it is your responsibility. That tea seems to be the toughest pill to swallow for my clients. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Responsibility to me, it means that I'm taking responsibility for my own actions. Like, yes, I might have signed up to work with a coach or joined a program, but that is not the thing that is going to get me the results. Like, yes, their guidance and their leadership and the skills and the tools that I learn but it's my responsibility to put that into action. It's my responsibility to ask for help and to ask for support when I'm feeling stuck and not just being like, oh, it's not working, I quit. Like I just did a reel about this, about quitting. Like, yeah, you're going to want to quit. And I say to my clients as well, like, you're probably going to hate me at times as well. You're probably going to hate me. There might be some tears, but just know that we will get through this. But all I ask from you is to show up, to ask for support when you need it and to take the action. And that, that to me is responsibility. I have, uh, yes, to all of that. So beautiful. <laughs> so amazing. The showing up. Mm. People will, will, will say to me, I've had, well, I've had many clients that have said this about, I just keep stopping. I just keep stopping. It's like, well, that's a story. Like that, that's a story. That's the past. You don't just, you, you, you have historically in the past done that, but who we are today isn't contingent on yesterday. So if that was a behavior of the past, then that doesn't need to be, but in a culture of immediate gratification and people that want instant payoffs and wins, what would you say if you could give some advice to, to the listeners of the podcast in terms of how to keep themselves motivated without the immediate payoff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Motivation is a funny word, isn't it? Because you're not going to be motivated all of the time. So I think with motivation, you first of all, you need to find your own motivation. Like You need to find something that's going to keep you going. So if someone keeps stopping, I want to know like why, what happens just before you stop or decide to stop? Like, what is that thing that's keeping you there, like not moving forward? Because once you can unlock that piece, then you can you'll you'll ever stop again because now you know your habits now you know your strategy for stopping but I think in terms of motivation it always comes down to the why doesn't it the reason like why are you doing all of this in the first place because if that why and that reason is big enough you know you'll be able to show up on the days that you don't feel like it like I always think to myself like am I motivated 100% of the time like absolutely not 
absolutely not. <laughs> but my reasons for carrying on are bigger than my reasons for stopping. And when I started this business, my main driver was not to have to go back and get another job. That was my main motivation. So when I got close to needing to go back to work, I'm like, holy shit, no way, not doing that. Like, keep going. And I heard someone say like, this is, I don't know if it's a good, good analogy or not, but if someone held a gun to your head, would you work a little bit harder? Would you keep going or would you stop? And it's like, yes. of course going and someone held a gun to your yes. head. Like, oh my God, what else do I need to do? <laughs> but it's almost like, well, what's the damn difference though, Amy? Because honestly, I quit my jobs back in November. I, I was working, I was had my own business and I was working some jobs I couldn't stand on the side. I've worked, I've worked jobs I hated my whole life. I've never worked corporate jobs though. I always, I worked service jobs. I never worked corporate jobs because I thought I would hate that more. I thought, all right, well, I'll just opt for the 35 hour work week. That gives me a pretty comfortable existence, but it was just degrading and I just couldn't stand it. And I always kept one on the side and I was like, all right, I'm just going to keep this. And then finally, it just got to a point where I was like, I hate this so much that I don't even care. I don't even care. I don't care. I don't care what the fuck happens. That's not happening anymore. So I don't give a shit yeah. if I have to, what I have to do, I will do yeah. it. That's not happening That's anymore. And what's the damn difference? You felt enough pain, didn't you? You felt enough pain to be like, this is it. Like, I cannot take this anymore and I think that's the that's the turning point for so many people that if they keep if they keep stopping they don't have a big enough why they don't have enough pain to stop yes absolutely I well, went through that with my and I, most of my clients again are health focused that was my my biggest area of being able to shift and it was that way with with being really overweight too it was like okay like what the enough is enough like enough is enough already. Yeah. Like, and I don't care. And the thing is, I'm the kind of person that, and I tell people, I eat whatever the hell I want. I'm a distance runner. I run marathons. I eat whatever the hell I want. Life is great. It wasn't always in the beginning. I had to do things a little bit differently. So if people will come to me and they say, oh, well, I'm worried that I, I'm not going to be able to eat ice cream for the rest of ever. And it's like, no, but you might not be able to eat it for the next couple months, but eventually you'll be able to eat it again. So when you, well, I found when I, Still, still new. I'm only in year two of business. I always really? translate that concept of like, from like distance running is that it translates to life. Like when you're a distance runner and I'm actually a certified running coach as well. The people that have the most success in running are the people that just run all the time. So there are people that hire running yeah. coaches and the, and they don't really need them. They hire running coaches because they don't run for five, six months, and then they want to train for a marathon. So they need a structured running plan. But if you just run every day, you're going to be a better runner than people who take three to four months off each year. Like you're mm -hmm. just going to be because you do it every day. Do it daily is such a concept. So I think that it, it speaks to what you said about your why being big, but then also just repetitive showing up. And if your why is big, you can just show up and it doesn't need to be some massive fucking action every single day, yeah. but it needs to be action. <laughs> like you have to act. Yeah. It's like the analogy of running, isn't it? Like you would never like expect to be able to run a marathon the first time you run. Like that is impossible. So it's the same in business. Why do people expect this overnight success when they've never had a business before or they've never done? Like they might have had a business before and they might be launching another business. So they've got a head start, right? They've got some tools mm -hmm. in their toolkit. They've got a head start. But a lot of people come into this without any business experience. And they're looking and comparing themselves to people who've been in business three, four, five, ten 10 years 
And they're like, oh, but I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. It's like, of course you're not there yet. Oh yeah, they have 10 <laughs> years of experience. One. You don't get to, yeah, you don't get to skip day one. You've got to do the steps to get to where you want to be. It's going to take time. It's going to take work. But of course, everyone's steps looks different. We've already established that. <laughs> And that's another thing also in terms of people that are on day, like people that are on year 10 of business. Yeah. And I think that the company that you keep is really important. And one of the things that I had to do when I was transitioning my old life to my new life was that I had to do some weed whacking of people. And it was unfortunate, but you just can't take everybody with you. Like if you have people that are living in low vibrational energies that are jealous, competitive, angry, victim consciousness, all that shit, you might have to cut them out. And when you talk about people that have been in business for 10 years, you talk about people that are making multiple six figures, seven figure incomes, these kinds of things. If you want to have something, look around yourself and who, who are you standing next to? Because if it's not those people, you're not getting there any quicker. Like if you want to be, if you want to yeah. get healthier and you want to change your body, you want to become more physically active. Well, if everybody that is sitting around you is an overweight couch potato, you're not fucking getting there. So I, I tell my clients, I don't know if you, I would love to know how you feel about this. I tell people, look around. Who are your, who are your five closest friends? Yeah. Cause they're holding up the walls of the box that you are stuck mm. in as much as you are, as much as you are. Yeah. This is so true. Have you heard that saying that you want to be like, you don't want to be the smartest person in the room. You want to go in there and feel like, oh my God, I don't belong here. Like they're the rooms that you want to be in because you want to be surrounded by those people who are X amount of steps ahead of you, X levels ahead of you, because they're the people you can learn from. And it is so true. Like right now, just this morning, I went to go meet with a girl that I'd met in um, like a paid membership that I'm part of. Like she lives in Dubai as well. She's from the UK. And she's like, I'm just craving being around other entrepreneurs. Like most of my friends are in corporate or they're, cabin crew because in Dubai a lot of people that work for Emirates right, <laughs> so she's yes. like I just really want to be around other entrepreneurs so like we met up this morning and we had such great conversations because when you surround yourself with people who get it who are in this you know on this walk with you together that's when you can really start to learn and that's when you can really start to grow because people at that next level they think differently they talk differently they act differently like what can you take from those people like how can you model those people who are where you want to be, like not copy them completely, but take little pieces from them that you can relate to or that you aspire to be like. And that's how you start to change your reality. So cool. So cool. Creating it before it actually manifests, which is another concept of mindset work, just being able to visualize and have gratitude and love for the life that you don't yet have. And that includes the people there, like the other people. Of course. Yeah. Who are they? I mean, I don't, yeah, I think, focus. go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, I was going to say focus on what you want because what you focus on, you attract more of. So if you're surrounding yourself with people who are at a lower level to what you want to be, you're going to be focusing on that. You're going to attract more of that into your life. But if you are surrounding yourself with the people who are where you want to be, you're focusing on that. So of course, the law of attraction says that you will start to attract more of that into your life. So it really is so powerful. Like you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. Um, so yeah, choose your five people wisely. Amazing. Amazing. What other advice do you have for the listeners of the get the fuck off podcast about just changing those basic levels of identity to be able to start moving forward? Yeah. 
I mean, oh my God, there's so much I could talk about. I could literally talk all day, but I think it's just getting clear on where it is that you want to be. Like it might seem impossible. It might seem out of reach, but nothing is impossible. And I think especially living in Dubai, you've become so aware that anything is possible. Like the world's tallest building is literally just across the road from where I am right now. If somebody can build a building that goes higher than the sky, <laughs> listen, you can get over yourself for five minutes, right? You can achieve whatever it is that you want to achieve because there's no such thing as impossible. And I think it just takes having that vision, having that dream and just taking small steps. Like you don't have to take the giant leap right now. Just take small steps, take small action and start to build that confidence and that belief. Because once you've got more confidence, once you've got more belief, you can then take more action. It is a cycle. It's a positive cycle rather than being on a negative cycle of I can't do this. My life's crap. Oh my God. Like, you know, it's like focus on the things that you can do right now. And then you'll start to be able to achieve more things. Amazing. Amy, what are you working on right now? What, what's going on? I know that you just had a launch. Yes, we just had a launch. We just had our first six figures in 30 days of sales, which was incredible. Oh, congratulations. Um, so from, thank you. We've been working on that. Goal. This is another thing, right? We've been working on this goal to hit six figures in one month for probably 18 months now. It has been a goal for 18 months. And we've come very close. But listen, we've never given up. We've kept going. We've changed the strategy. We've changed our mindset. And we finally got there 18 months later. So again, anything is possible. But from the back of that, we're actually bringing out a completely free workshop in a couple of weeks to help people become a sales magnet. So we're going to be teaching different ideas, different strategies of how people can get over themselves when it comes to selling. Because so many people have got this massive wall, this massive block, like sales, oh my God, like I don't want to sell. I feel sleazy. I feel pushy. It's like, if you're not making sales in your business, you don't have a business, I'm afraid. You have a very expensive hobby. So we're helping people to break down that fear, that barrier around sales and helping people with the strategies there. And then we're going to be bringing out um, a sales program as well, a six-week live sales program um, to really, really help people with that sales mindset, with sales strategies, with language, communication, all of those things when it comes to selling that people don't have to feel afraid anymore. People can sign more clients and make more money and do it in a really fun, aligned way to them. So, so, so cool. That's awesome. That is so awesome. Tell me where, tell everybody where they can find you. So the best place where I'm always hanging out is Instagram. So our handle is at social cactus coaching. I'm usually on stories, sharing behind the scenes of life in Dubai, what we're working on, our amazing clients post the odd funny reel here and there or people can check out the website which is social-cactus.com we've got some free trainings on there find out more about us i'd love to see you <laughs> oh so awesome everybody go check amy out amy thank you so much for being on the podcast today this was such a great conversation and a big thank you to Amy Crumpton for being here today on the Get the Fuck Off podcast. Such an awesome interview. You can check her out at Social Cactus Coaching on Instagram. And I'm going to put all of the other places you can find her in the show notes uh, of the episode. I will be back next week with another episode of the Get the Fuck Off podcast. Until then, you can visit me on my website, getthefuckoff.com. If you're not getting my emails for the Western Rebellion Please, please, you are doing yourself a disservice. Subscribe at breakfree.getthefuckoff.com. And I will see you all next Monday with another episode. Until then, take care, stay safe, and stay beautiful.